0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Shropshire Football Podcast, episode 17. My name is Luke Hatfield, and the only man with me in the room today is Mr. Lewis Cox. Lewis, how are you? I'm very well, Luke. How are you? I'm good. I'm shocked that we're back again so soon. Yes, almost becoming a regular uh, occurrence, isn't it? I know. Tell me about it. That'll be Um, sick of us soon. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, Do you want to explain the reason why we're doing two in seven days? Uh, Probably my fourth taking annual leave. How dare you? I imagine. Uh, a couple of weeks back so the whole system
1: of this fortnightly pod sort of got mixed up didn't it and um, yeah so so we did we did we did ours last week as the listeners will know it debuted yep. on Spotify yeah we got all big time we're on Spotify now yeah 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 search us up
0: and uh, for some reason that I'm not quite sure on, we're here again doing it again because this is our, our ordinary week. This, this is our, is ordinary our week. Slot. Last week wasn't our week. No, but we had to get one in because otherwise it would have been a month or oh, four okay. weeks since yeah, yeah. we've last done one. But as it is, it's only one game. Exactly. Big so game. we can go in-depth though. We're going in-depth on Shrewsbury Town today. Uh, for any of our Telford listeners, uh, I'm af- I'm afraid this won't be too Telford-based. Um, That's it's going fun. to be a, a Shrewsbury Town-heavy one. No Drake puns this time. I can guarantee that. No. Um. <laughs> but let's song called Guarantee, i Yeah, yeah. There, a, I mean, there won't be any intended Drake okay, pun, shall okay. we say. Um, let's go straight into it. Mm-hmm. So, Southend nil, Shrewsbury Town 2. What a win. And what a win away from home. Well, massive win. Uh, absolutely huge.
1: You know, to an extent, changed the complexity of it all and put Shrewsbury in such a better position. Such a big stride towards that 50-52 point mark. Such a relief. Mm. Um, you know, it was a huge game. There was no hiding the scale of that game. It was so big. You know, I think the the staff and the players knew that, and and people in football, you know, you're looking at the League One fixtures, you're a couple of teams playing each other. They knew that was big. 19th v 20th. Um, bigger for, you could argue, yes, Southend were the hosts, but bigger for Shrewsbury in a way that Southend are so out of sorts at the moment. You know, winless in 11, they were obviously managerless. The game after sacking Chris Powell. So it was such a huge chance. And you got know, credit Town because they absolutely did the job. I you know, I put after the game. I don't wanna, you know, sound like it's a disservice to Shrewsbury, but South End were the, the poorest side I've seen this season. I stand by that, they were woeful, so low on confidence. But Town did the job. Uh, got the three points, just their third win on the road this season, and what has been a, a dreadful season for away fans, clocking all those miles up and not getting much return at all in terms of league wins so a superb day all round well worth the Essex traffic and hmm. everything else that comes with South the away yeah it was uh, it was a good one you know and it should it certainly put them in a good position to get the job done you know I fancy with six games left they need two more wins six points gets them to 52 points and I I fancy them to do that now with the games they've got left yeah
0: yeah I mean and as you said South End weren't great uh, by any stretch of the imagination no. Um, but you can only beat what's put in front of you, Lewis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I tell you what, they've um, they've gone and do it, done it with a superb second half showing.
1: Yeah, yeah, fair. 0-0 um, nil, nil half-time, Town time with a better team. You could see that in, in the general play. They'd edged it. Shrewsbury, you know, they they had the upper hand, but I've I've got to add that there were no shots on target until Fijiri Okunabiri broke the deadlock in the 50th minute. Mm. So... Yes, you know it was encouraging that town looked the better side here uh, at y you, you know comfortably better than their hosts, but while they had territory and they had the ball, they didn't create too much first half. So you were you were worrying. You know we've said a number of times this season that Shrewsbury are better than the team they're up against, but haven't made it count. Yeah, bitten on the backsides, either in drawing when they should have won or losing when they should have at least drawn. You were concerned about that, whether there was a sting in the tail. I've got to say, Southend had a good five or ten at the start of the game. Um, there was a bit of a siege mentality, siege mentality with their home fans. They yeah. looked like they wanted to get behind the caretaker manager. There was a bit of noise, but that died off, and Town took the upper hand. Uh, but you're right; they needed something in the second half. I think I've reported um, some Sam Ricketts' quotes since. Actually, it might be t- um, today, Tuesday, saying you know the players speaking between each other half-time saying you know we we know we've got another fifteen twenty percent here, and we mm. we, can, we can be better. And they proved that second half; they were they much more better, much more clinical, clinical in both boxes. That's you know when when they went one up, that to defend long balls into the box. Obviously, it's never really comfortable until they got that second yeah. with twenty minutes to go. Actually, turns out it's their biggest away win of the season, two nil, which <laughs> tells a story. But the opener actually, Okanabiri's fifteenth goal of the season. You know, no a, bad return for the top scorer. It's a good finish, that by the way. Yeah, tucks it You've, away right you, in the corner. You, you'll have seen the um, and many other town fans, I'm sure, will have seen the highlights. And I watched the highlights, and actually, the camera angle doesn't do it justice. We we were the the, the indoor press box at South End. It was a very tight indoor behind glass you know, glass box, a bit greenhouse effect. Um, at least you're warm. Yeah, where was I'm trying to describe where it was situated, sort of. Behind where Fajiri scored from, slightly to the left of halfway, mm. so we were right behind. Faye taking that finishing, sort of followed it straight going into that far corner, and everyone in the press box said they didn't think that was that that was going in. It mm. it was going wide, that the surface wasn't the best. Took a couple of bubbles and then looked like it was hitting the post, and it did hit the post and, and went in at the far post. Yeah, he couldn't have put it anymore in the corner if he'd have tried. It's a great finish from the position he was in because it was by no means an easy one-on-one. Eva by no means a sitter. He's a natural goal scorer. He's a great finisher, and that was one of his better finishes this season. You know, and he, he he'd done well. He had a couple of good moments for Jury, but he hadn't scored in 11 games. And um, you know, I think the first half he'd he'd put one wide, and he would had one off the post. Both were offside, though they wouldn't have stood. Um, so he really had sort of you know found his range, got got his shooting boots on, but he took that away so well. Um, 15th for the season nine in the league he's growing with confidence I think Ricketts has, has said that we've got that reported at some point this week that you know yes he's had Shrewsbury have had to manage Fajiri couple of knocks bit of fatigue Ricketts has thought he's had but he's you know Ricketts is a big fan of his natural goal scorer he stepped up from the conference remember and mm. the conference where he played actually on kind of the left side of an attack rather than the the main centre forward and yeah. you know you can see at some points the way town play balls up to him, and maybe Fergie has got his back to goal. It's not his normal, natural game. He, he prefers to be spinning, you know, last shoulder defenders. But and that's how and Rickett says that's how his goal came about at South End. I think there was a, a long goal kick from Jonathan Mitchell, who we could probably speak about. Town goalkeeper coming in for his full debut. Mm. Um, South End win a header. Anthony Grant wins a header. So they're, they're winning these second balls, which is a big part of it as well. And all of a sudden, Fajiri and Sean Worley, who was excellent again, the game player, lovely little one too, and he's in. And, you know, this is one of the first times in the game that anyone is in. And he's tucked it away, like you say, superbly well. Great finish.
0: Yeah, and another good finish would come from Luke Warfall as well. Um, And he's not someone you uh, often uh, relate with, um, you know, scoring a decent goal. Because, he's, you know, he's a defender. But I tell you what, he's a good editor as well. Goal scoring centre-half he is. He's got six. It's not bad, that. He's got six. And... I think he may have
1: played I see the other day he's played 50 games this season or certainly getting there it might have been 48 Um, actually he didn't score his first town goal until late October near the end of Aski's reign so Mm. he had a slow start but he's on to 6 which I mean you'd expect from a midfielder really wouldn't you it's um, it's the league one John Terry isn't it he came in he came in from Lincoln with this reputation of scoring goals which is Mm. odd to say but he wins everything well he's a big lad isn't in he and
0: I tell you what he's got springs yeah
1: he wins everything in, in both halves both boxes in the air which is his big bonus which is for me why he's in the team certainly from an offensive point of view you put a corner or a free kick in 95% at the of the time this season it's gone to the back post to waterfall mm. to head on goal or to head back across the box some teams have picked up on it some haven't but even the ones that pick up on it it's hard to defend
0: yeah um so well and good knowing it's going to come is yeah. implementing a way to stop it.
1: And like this goal, you know, it, it, it was a corner initially, but I think the first phase was cleared. Or Actually, it went short, I think. And then Warley sort of went down in the box. Bit of a, I don't want to say dive, but yeah. He's uh, gone down softly. Uh, yeah, he's gone down softly. The ball's worked its way back out to Scott Goldbourne on the right. He's whipped across into the back stick. So it's sort of the second phase of a corner where the south end players have switched off a little more. Um, and it He's, his leap was terrific, like you say. He really got up so well and powered the header into mm-hmm. the corner because it weren't close range either. It was possibly, i just trying to think back from memory and the, the highlights, maybe around the penalty spot. He had to yeah. power that into the corner. Sixth goal of the season, he has not yet scored and been on the losing side in those six goals, which is, you know, they've lost a lot of games this season. He scored mm. in big games.
0: Stick him up front and then you're all right. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm trying to think of some massive like Chris Samba used to do for Blackburn
0: <laughs> yeah Samba sent him up as a striker um,
1: yeah he scored that first one of the season I was on about the end of Askey's reign end of October that was in the home win against Barnsley mm. um, on a Tuesday night which nobody saw coming uh, which is actually a night that Askey dropped Matt Sadler club captain who's was of course missing out at the moment and, and Waterfall had the armband and there was a lot of disgruntlement around that mm. and uh, he popped up with a massive header there his first for the club since that, he, he netted two away at Wimbledon, uh, which was Askey's last league game. And that was Town's first w- away win of the season. And for a long time, their first away, the only away win of the season yeah. in the league. Um, so he, he got two there, including a the last-minute goal. They were both massive on that context of that away day. He scored against Wolves at the Meadow, yeah. which was, let me get this the right way around, which was the goal that until you know Matt Doherty in, in added time looked to have knocked out Premier League Wolves. <laughs> As a second that day, um, and he's also netted at Stunt Sunderland. He's netted at the Stadium of Light just after yeah. Christmas. You know, not a bad uh, town's biggest ever football league crowd they played in front of that day. Foot uh, town took the lead through him. Great header again, one one, and he's also netted recently, which has slipped my mind. But you know, was another not a defeat. So he's he's his goals are a good look charm. Certainly, mm. if he's hitting the net, town haven't lost, and it's a real weapon. Honestly, I. I haven't seen any centre halves attackable better offensively this season.
0: Yeah, no, certainly not. Um, and I mean, judging from the highlights, it looks like it. If if Shrewsbury Town had their shooting boots on, it could have been a little bit of a drop in. There weren't very many South End highlights, put it that way. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's a story in itself,
1: actually. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that the I don't know how much the highlights showed actually, but like I mentioned, no shots on target first off from either side. But Town had a couple of moments through Okunabiri. Um, he was sort of thwarted by the offside flag twice in a couple of minutes mm. he a couple of chances he would have taken I think on another day Fajiri takes both of them yes he was flagged offside both times so you know they wouldn't have counted but he got in great positions admittedly just a bit too ahead of where he should be he's been flagged offside you know those strikers that play on the shoulder and get offside a lot
0: you Darren Bentz
1: well yeah um, I don't know how You just whip out Villa examples. Uh, well, yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, Jermain I'll I'm always remember, remember yeah. it. I'll always remember it. I was watching. I, was, I think it was the season after he first joined, and he must have been offside about thirty times in the first yeah. five games. And I was yeah. like, "What is this guy doing?" But I tell you what, you he, it pays dividends in the end because eventually things click and they normally find themselves onside.
1: Oh my, Bolu is at Portsmouth now on low, and loan is very famous in League One for being offside. I think there's a bit of. You now, sound sound harsh, but not having the brightest football brain when you just not think, you know, you yeah. get caught on stupid offside. But Faye is just a, a poacher, a predator. That's where he was, and both were sort of penalty box six yard ones. He, he stabs one wide of the front, near post early on, and that could have crept in. Second one gets a better contact on it, and I think the keeper puts it on the post, and then it comes back to the keeper. That was offside as well. Mm-hmm. Um, first half, town Second half, you're right. They could have. Um, I think Anthony Grant wrapped one wide from just outside the box. Josh Loren came on at half-time for the injured Ollie Norbin. Hope that's not too serious a mm. problem for Norbin. Uh We'll get an update on that. But Loren hit one wide. Yeah, Town could have had a, another couple. But certainly clear-cut, I don't think there were many, but, but efforts on goal certainly. Yeah. And from a Southend point of view, you're totally right. Because on the 81st minute and nine minutes before the end, Simon Cox there, 16-goal top scorer. Yeah has a shot from you know, a, a tight angle that's never really going to go in, never going to beat Johnny Mitchell, who just palms it down and, and catches it. And it was quite bizarre. The whole of Roots Hall, I think it was 8,000-ish there, I think. Or 6,000, unless I got it wrong. Um, rose, all the South End fans, rode sarcastically and cheered as if it was a goal oh, because really? they'd had a shot on target. Because South End's previous game at Peterborough that they lost at a whimper, they didn't manage a shot on target the whole game. So they'd gone... 90 minutes and almost another 90 minutes without even a shot on goal. Dear me, and that's, that's why I say I worry for them and they're that bad. Um, they had a couple after, I think there was a looping header that looped into Mitchell's arms, and but nothing troublesome. Having said that, they put balls into the box that I can remember remarking a number of times that you know, Beckles, who played well, Omar Beckles put in a good headed clearance, likewise, for you know, Rochon Williams was back to some of the better stuff we've seen from him so tarts start to defend their box well even though South End were absolutely toothless. And um yeah, our deputy sports editor, who's now lives in the Black Country but is a South End fan, was there and he was uh, a little bit concerned <laughs> as well about his club.
0: I would be too, well um, have uh,
1: made a managerial appointment. I don't know if Yeah, you saw they have there. this morning yeah. Bond Kevin Bond?
0: Yep. Strange. It's lost Strange m- lost, lost me a couple quid. Strange
1: appointment. Did you go for Hurst?
0: I did go for Hursty.
1: Did I give you that tip? I didn't do
0: that. No, no, no I, it fine. was one of them where he was 10 to 1. I wouldn't one. have lost you any money. He was me. 10 to 1. I thought, i got three quid in my in my account. <laughs> Why not stick it on? Um, and yeah. of course he didn't come in. So uh, unfortunately I'm out three quid. But uh, good luck to him as long as it doesn't relegate Shrewsbury. I'm yeah, sure I, they, need they
1: need something. It. It's quite a surprising appointment. I think he's been knocking around Portsmouth. So I see my South End counterpart Chris Phillips say been sort of coaching around Portsmouth because before that his Wikipedia said he was in Philippines or Hong Kong or something that would be a left field
0: choice yeah, right, yeah he's
1: an old, older guy that's obviously been around the game a while down those regions but left field you're right and I can understand concerns of South End fans when that was announced but you know what do we know it could be a master stroke and it could give them the bounce and lift they need but pff, they they are well in the thick of it aren't they they are down there and heading the right way right sorry the wrong way rather than the right way
0: certainly are um, and that result puts Shrewsbury town 15th for 46 points Yep. i mean how many from safety though because you look at it and you say 52 points but you just don't know with no. exa- what you can what you'll need anyway
1: no i'm not mystic meg and you know we'd love to know and have a crystal ball but i think i think Earlier in the season, I had a look at, at what's sort of been required and i I think I'm right in saying that it's very rarely if ever been more took more than fifty two mm. it, it has taken fifty two I think but I think that's the most it's ever taken, and that's been rare, like maybe once or twice since you know the league One's new guys or whatever so for it to take more than fifty two would be something unique and pretty you know out of the ordinary. So that's the the benchmark we're saying. It's often fifty. Nine mm. times out of ten, it's fifty points. But because of how it looks like it's going this time around, it you know we could be lifting it to fifty two. Which, as I said, means you know they only need two more two more wins. You've got to fancy them to get two wins from these remaining six games. I think I yeah. said to you in the office yesterday. You know, in the previous pod, we'd gone for a, a prediction of how I saw the final seven finishing, and mm. it, it took down to fifty two point, or was it fifty four? It took down over the. What they needed, but I only had them down for a point at Roots All at Southend, so they're ahead of my curve. Yeah, so I'm, um, you know, happily already proved wrong. <laughs> Shock. Um, yeah, so I think two more wins and that'll be fine.
0: Fingers crossed they can get it. Um, another bit of good news um, from Shrewsbury Town, something, something which you will listen in today's Shropshire Star. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to the EFL Awards, Lewis.
1: Yeah, Sunday at the Grosvenor Hotel in London very posh Um, Fancy Shrewsbury Town now I'm not sure if all clubs are represented by these awards certainly not on a some awards have already been named and then some have been you know uh, fought out on the night let's say Um, and Shrewsbury Town have been nominated so they've won the League One fans of the season now this is supporter parliament duo chairman joint chairman Mike Davis and Roger Groves Obviously two fellows absolutely influential in the installation of safe standing. All the tireless work they did with that, coming up with the idea, pushing it through, you know, really, really deserved to win that that fan, League One fan of the season award. Good of the club to put them through for it. And they now go, as I say, to London on Sunday to compete against their championship winners, who are Brentford, and the League Two winners. Who I can't remember who they were, uh, poor research, mm. um, and that they go against them to to win the you know EFL fan of fans of the season award, and it would, you know, I know, especially Roger, you read my interview and, and see see his quotes, you know, fiercely competitive, would would love to win that, but not not for themselves or their ego, just for the the football club. It's another honour, it's more publicity, yeah, and you know they deserve like all fans of, of clubs and and their trusts and. Sports parlance do great work charities and the community and all that, but to you know to, to do something pioneering is bring in safe standing. And, you know after the what's happened with standing in football going back and, and to bring it in safely and hopefully start a you know a new wave of that. You see Premier League clubs talking about it like Wolves and, and Albion. Mm. Um, they deserve huge credit and I think they should win personally. And that's not just because they're nice guys and I get on with them. I think and hope they win. And hope Mike Davis enjoys the bar. Yeah. Although, I don't know if he'll be putting his hand in his pocket because it's probably expensive.
0: Yeah, I'd imagine so. I've not been to the Grosvenor Hotel no, in London.
1: No, it sounds kind of 8 of, pound a pint territory.
0: Prices of beer in London are ridiculous yeah. as it is yeah. anyway. Um, so,
1: yeah, good luck to them. And, you know, hope it goes well. Hope the town have got the three points against Scunny the day before. Hope they don't bump into too many, you know, Merry Wolves fans at Wembley across the city that day. Let's... See how
0: it goes. Yeah, and, and hopefully they do as well as Shrewsbury Town's season ticket sales, eh? Because um, yeah, not yeah. doing bad at the moment. It's, I like especially, that. That was a good segue. It was a good one. I mean, I, I, I don't like to toot my own horn, but I thought, oh, I've set myself <laughs> up well there. Um, but no, um, season ticket sales going well. Um, and, I mean, that's a testament to the fans and the support, especially given that they don't know exactly what league they're going to well, be Well, that's, that's a big factor to, I, I would
1: presume, is a big factor to uh, to ticket sales for the following season isn't it if you didn't I remember this time last season actually and fans didn't know if they'd be in league one or the championship mm. um, which almost kind of makes you laugh and sick at the same time thinking about it but that was the case obviously different picture this season um, not out of the relegation mire. still need a couple of results hopefully they'll do enough to retain their league one status but yeah they froze the, froze the prices didn't they and, obviously the early bird sales running for a couple of weeks club chief exec Brian Caldwell say the early bird prices have helped and and hopefully continue to do so they're at a thousand, slightly down on last season naturally because you know last season was a dream and be yeah. down at this point was second, flying high at the top about to go to Wembley for one of two visits yeah, d- different feelings obviously and, and not too much to uh, shout and cheer about on the pitch this season, it's fair to say but you know, hopefully it finishes well, as in secure and survival. And, you know, the fans come next season, you know, they expect something better. They'll expect much better, won't they? Right, rightly so. You know, Sam Ricketts will have his own summer, his own pre-season to build his own squad. Yep. And the club and the players and the staff simply
0: have to produce better. Certainly. Um, let's get to Hot or Not. Okay. So, for those who don't know, Hot or Not we will pick up three hot points, which are good, and three not points, which are not so good. Um the first hot I've got is Sean Morley I mean, um yeah. he's been putting in some great performances recently, yeah. hasn't he?
1: He is boiling. Boiling he's, hot. He is, yeah. Flaming hot. Monster munch. He, oh yeah. He is nah, no, he's, he's uh yeah, I've I've put him down. Certainly he was my man of the match for for two games running prior to South End. Um just been really impressed with the way he sort of took the ball by the horns in recent weeks. I mean he's so consistent he's, he's always the one that I say consistent fans. some fans are going to say you know his set pieces are anything but consistent but he's so consistent and then he's the one that you can rely on that when he's got the ball he will try and do something yeah. it's so easy when things aren't going well to you know play a safe pass backwards or sideways but Wally whether it comes off or not will try a dribble yeah, yeah he's a winger who's about that player but he makes things happen you know, gets a rebound or a ricochet or does a lovely bit of skill wins penalties you know great passing set up for jury's opener the other day he's playing so well interestingly a little move obviously I don't know whether you know Luke Sam Ricketts um, used him as a right wing back yeah. for a period very much out of position really um, certainly an out and out winger known as playing a bit more reversed in the in the wing back role and it's it's it suited him in a way he doesn't want to be tracking back of course but it's it's not too dissimilar to a right midfielder position and he was mm. sort of bombing on as, as normal obviously some fans were using that as a stick to beat Ricketts with because no one wants to see arguably your best attacker at, at right wing back but yeah. I think for a time actually I do think it was just about getting Wally in the team mm. now obviously Wally in this system there are no wingers in this system with wing backs so if not he plays as a number 10 or just off the striker or, or central which is what he's done in the last two where he's been superb he's been brought forward um, for the what was it the win sorry the, the Portsmouth defeat 2-0 um, defeat where Town played well mm. and and of course Southend he's been brought forward he's linking with Doherty in that attacking midfield position I, I think I did the story last week about how the duo are sort of combining so well Yeah, I feel like they um, they're sort of Combine their, their strengths and they bounce off each other those two they really complement each other and, and just behind a striker it fits nicely so yeah Worley, um really hot obviously I think we're going to talk about it, it later with the, the piece I did with the, the contracts up at the end of the season yeah. which sparked a bit of debate um, and, and the only other thing that comes up whenever you talk about Sean Worley at Shrewsbury Town is his set pieces which are much maligned often maligned Battered by town fans, uh, I think yeah. it's quite harsh. He, he he puts in some good balls, some not so good balls, but I I can't think of many league one players that put in consistently good set pieces. Mm. No, Ollie Norburn and Greg Docherty's deliveries from corners are good, but for whatever reason, you know when when they're all playing, Wally, Wally takes them and has done for probably about three years now. So you know I don't. <laughs> I think if they were terrible I don't think it'd be happening anymore yeah you know, Yeah, it's frustrating when it hits the first man or, or goes over but he's put in some great ones as well I think it always balances off personally yeah yeah Wally's uh, <laughs> playing very well
0: yeah doing very well uh, the first knot I've got is the away league form I know they got a win <laughs> but um, <laughs> let's, let's let's not um, let's not beat around the bush it's not been great this season the away form has it
1: no but happily I did look at the home and away league tables after Roots Hall and they're no longer bottom of the away league table.
0: Huge result.
1: Third bottom now, I think. Um, it's quite a, just a, a pleasure to look at that away table and not be bottom anymore because I've yeah. written about it so much this season. I have to say, I, I've said this a couple of times. I think the staff um, certainly spoke with, with Ricketts about it. And the players, actually, some of the players, they, they can't find an answer or give a reason, uh, a sensible reason why the away form has been so bad hmm. uh, I spoke to someone the other day and they said look you know, by and large since maybe the turn of the year the, the performances away have been certainly no worse than the performances at home, well, maybe the results have been worse but the performances but yeah, we've spoke about it before haven't we on, on the pod and I've talked about, I think it was on the last pod whether I think it's a, a mental thing or a psychological thing or yeah. a confidence going away but obviously we've had South End now, we've had the winner. at at Peterborough, that was, what was that, February. Um, so they are starting to prove they can do it. And, you know, once you, once you've sort of proved that to yourself, I guess it's more likely to become not so daunting, not so sort of mentally scarring when you're going away. And that's only going to boost them because there are away games left that we were sort of writing off and giving them no hope. Yeah. Now they're, they're showing that they there is something there on the road and they have got a bit of sort of steel about them. Let's not forget a clean sheet the other day away as well. That's the first away clean sheet in the league this season. Tell a lie, that's not. They've got a couple, but certainly when they win, it's the first time they've kept a clean sheet in, in a victory away. So massively important, as in, almost as important as the win. I think because you know, if you keep a clean sheet, you, you're going to get a point. Yeah, you, it's can't, a cliche, lose, you can't lose but, with a clean sheet. Yeah, and, and the new keeper coming, Johnny Mitchell for Steve Arnold. That was a blow losing Steve Arnold for the season. We'll get, uh, we'll get onto that John, with we'll a hamstring problem. But yeah, Johnny Mitchell came in and. Didn't have much to do, but looked good. So, yeah. Back to your point about the away form, still, still not hot because it's, it's not been good bottom, enough. You know? It's not been good enough, and the home form, by and large, just kept them above the bottom
0: four generally. But you know, shoots of recovery. Shoots of recovery, great phrase. Um, another knot before we get onto some more. Okay. The, the inconsistency around Shrewsbury Town in terms of results. You got to hope they're going to kick that now. Yeah. You've hope you you've got to start building on these wins, haven't you?
1: Certainly. Um, whenever there's a win, you, one of your go-to questions to the manager is, you know, use this as a catalyst, as a springboard to kick you on. And yeah. Obviously, it hasn't transpired this season. I think it does. When you get a win, you get confident it's a better week and you're more likely to... Surely, you're more likely to produce it again. But, listen, consistency has been a problem for town and, you know, probably the rest of the bottom 12 this season. Mm. Um, because... They're all been pretty poor by and large. And I think if, if you had a bit of consistency, you'd be in the top twelve and pushing on for the playoffs. Yeah. So yeah. Do I do I think they're all of a sudden gonna go, you know, unbeaten in these final six games and win three and draw three and find that consistency? Probably not. Is it the absolute area to address in the summer? You know, providing they stay up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um I think there's loads of things behind it, like, you know, fitness, confidence, belief. Tactics, understanding yeah. of each other, and, and all that. Um, so, but you're right. I mean, the the more consistent sides between now and the end of the season, you know, the more consistent eight teams are going to stay up over the the other four. Who,
0: unless you're consistently bad, <laughs>
1: you can't. Yeah. So if you lost all six, you'd be consistent.
0: Yeah, you'd be consistent. It just wouldn't be. Yeah, yeah.
1: Or you could draw all six, and that's consistent, but that's no good. No. Having said that, town only needs six points, so I reckon they could draw the final six and stay up.
0: Yeah, that would be. You wouldn't want to. You wouldn't want to risk it. it. You wouldn't no, want to risk it. Though.
1: That would be not good for the old ticker, would it? No. Nice. Um. Yeah. You know, consistent. You could say in not fall into defeats. You know, only losing one of the six. You know, town have still got to go to Barnsley. If you, if they just lost one game between now and the end of the season, that's a pretty good return, providing there are a couple of wins. Um, but consistency is key, isn't it? There's no, there, there is no use playing well one week, then losing a couple, drawing one, playing well. Playing well is no guarantee to win either. Town played well against Portsmouth and lost. Mm. Um, and you know, we we saw last season how you can get consistency right with with well organised, fit sides. So hopefully, we see that over the summer and, and next season.
0: Yeah, back to the Hots. Um, mentioned it before. Luke Waterfall, I mean, great performance against South End and someone who has overcome what I would say was a tricky start to his time yeah, career.
1: Absolutely. Um it's it's interesting, actually, because he was for a long part of the season a bit he was the fall guy. He was the the guy he was getting a lot of the stick under John Askey. He was seen as Askey's sort of signing, he was made captain by Askey. you know, fans didn't like a three-year deal. Um, they they saw him as a, a League Two centre-half, not able to to cut it. But in the last couple of months, he's really stepped up. You've got you've got to say he's really come on, stepped up to the plate, sort of took responsibility. It's a big, you know, he's being left in the eleven for, for Matt Sadler, and you know, yes, fans would rather see Sadler play, but there's not too much uproar about it because Waterfall's delivering the goods by and large in his own box and certainly in the other boxes as we've said he's you know he, he wins everything if, if you're just going to toss long balls up into the town box he'll he'll clear them mm. um, I think yes he's still you know gettable at if you're going to have a tricky player run at him in which case he's got Roshan Williams to cover him and, and hopefully Omar Beckles but he's a, he's a linchpin in the middle of that defence and yeah it's going to take a, a bit of a brute of a centre forward to to win things against him I think we've got a trip to Gillingham left and and they've got Tommy Eves ex-town striker is a big lad and that'll be a good battle there'll be a couple more games where they're big forwards to battle up against Waterfall but you'd back him with, with high balls and a lot of league one is that you know we all want to play good football but there's so many percentage balls knocked forward that I imagine Waterfall has a headache after every Saturday game because he heads it and heads it and heads it I think Tampa had a start after the, he was named man of the match the other day he made he won 19 of his jewels. I don't know how many jewels he had, but that sounds like a lot, Yeah, um, you know, in a game. So, fair play to him. He's turned a lot of fans around. You've got to say he has turned a lot of fans. And that takes a lot of sort of, you know, a strong mentality as well. And in him after the game, and he's, yeah, he's a a good lad. He's a nice lad. So, I am pleased with him.
0: Yeah. The other hot I've got written down here is how Sam Ricketts has overcome the criticism which he's received um, recently. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of the matters which you have recently vandalised my notes regarding. Is, I did is, notes. is rotation? Um, yeah, yeah. And we mentioned in this, this in the podcast before. It's not something you often see in League One. It's something you more see in the upper echelons of the Premier League. But he, Ricketts has done well to overcome the um, the criticism regarding that. I think.
1: Yeah. Well, he certainly has. T- he certainly is getting fans on. So with these results, you know, he's had the win over Wickham, which. Obviously we spoke about the the anger in the crowd that day, they they turned it around late and then managed to put in a good display, albeit losing against Portsmouth and, and now, you know, when and won crucially at South End. So, you know, Ricketts' first and main job between now and the end of the season is getting survival. So, you know, if he does that, I think fans have to be satisfied that he's done that and mm-hmm. in town have staved off relegation. Then as we've said, he'll get judged on the summer. And what happens from there? Then it's you know sort of wipe the slate clean. This is all yours now. Obviously, all your team and squad and, and tactics and fitness and preseason. Show us what you can do, sort of thing. Um, on the rotation, or while I sort of jotted it down, it was interesting because from the good Portsmouth display in mm. defeat to Southend, there were no changes, only the keeper, yeah, which was enforced obviously. So the, the ten that impressed outfield against Pompey. Um, played well enough to keep their shirt and get their chance to go again Yeah. now that's that's not a given just because they've played well Ricketts has, has changed the team if players have played well just to, to bring in freshness and that's what fans maybe get upset about or can't understand now he's, he's left them in obviously it was a Saturday to a Saturday so there shouldn't be tiredness if you're playing no, you know, week no. to week there shouldn't be any tiredness so the players should be able to go again and Ricketts has, has sort of kept faith in them even though they lost because they played well against Pompey at home, and you know the players have rewarded him really, that they, they delivered for him because, you know, he could have put Tyrese Campbell in, he could have put Dave Edwards in, mm. um, there are others he could have put Sadler in, I suppose, could have played a Marty Holloway or Stephen Payne, but you know he he kept with the 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 ten out for players, and I saw a lot of sort of. Sarcastic fan comments saying, Oh, look, (coughs) sort of, look what happens when you know you keep the same tenant. And they didn't beat South End just because they didn't make any changes Mm. outfield. And and, you know, those ten are more familiar with each other. But I do think over a longer period, if you keep a similar team, they're going to become a bit more familiar with
0: each other, certainly. And the last knot I've got was the injury to Steve Arnold. Um, yeah, looks likely to see him miss the remainder of the season. Which is a bit of a blow, but as you said, Jonathan Mitchell came in and he he did well. Steve Arnold's hamstring
1: is definitely not hot; it's probably cold,
0: ice cold. I'd ice that hamstring, yeah, Steve. Yeah,
1: yeah, he actually, uh, I understand, picked up that injury in late in the Pompey game. While that comical second Pompey goal went in, oh dear. So the phrase "insult to injury" has <laughs> never been uh, so true. Yeah, you know, frustrating for him because we'd spoke to him not long before actually in an, in an interview and you know he's saying about the season he'd had played over 30 games you know he came in really as a, a number two a backup and forced his way in you know really got into shape mm. produced a number of stunning saves that uh, have won his team points you know yeah he's got flaws he's he's played low down he was conference playing in the conference last season not played higher than league one he's kicking needs work uh, amongst other things but He's, he's been a solid keeper and done a good job and fans like him which is rightly so but he was really unlucky with that hamstring problem and he's going to likely miss the rest of the season so in comes Jonathan Mitchell who, who town fans haven't really seen he had a couple of cameos from the bench late on in games but this was his first start down at South End. you know I'm going to praise him for for doing what he had to do well, but mm. let's be fair, he wasn't overly worked. Yeah, he could have brought a it. deck chair <laughs> at points. Course, yeah, he he didn't make his first save until the 81st minute, and it was an easy save. Uh, but he claimed crosses well, and he kicked particularly well, actually. Mm. Um, yeah, and he's a young keeper on loan from a club like Derby, and, and was previously at Newcastle. He's a bit of pedigree there, and a bit of... I know his... Um, Obviously, Frank Lampard's the manager at Derby. His mm. goalkeeper coach is Shay Given.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, obviously, he's got Danny Coyne and, and Phil Smart to work under at town. and Yeah, I, I, and I certainly know a lot of other town fans were, were wondering, you know, he came in in January, but he didn't get the number one place over Steve Arnold. So, town fans were thinking, you know, are we going to expect a keeper that's loads better here than Steve Arnold? Because he would have gone into the, the first 11 then, yeah. sort of thing. But... Yeah, that's the way he's, had to wait. he's you know, bide his time, wait for his chance. We interviewed him before the game, and you know, he's desperate to take that chance. And fair play, came in and kept a clean sheet. Can't do much more. Yes, didn't have many saves to make. I think you know, we'll talk about the trip, the visit of Scunthorpe later. Will he be more tested there? Scunthorpe are all over the place as well, so hopefully he has another sort of free weekend. Yeah, um, but you know. <laughs> I spoke to the Oxford reporter when, when he came into town and Oxford were dreadful at that early stage of the season. They they had a terrible start and, and Mitchell said to me that it could have gone better his start to the season, but he was busy facing a lot of shots, a lot of a lot of goals and keeping him on his toes. So let's see. Uh, I think it's fair to say the jury's still out, but yeah. you know, impressive early signs.
0: Yeah, certainly. Right. How well do you think you know the league table, Lewis?
1: Uh maybe not as well as i should.
0: well there's a lot been made of this congested league 1 table especially the bottom half of it. okay. so we've got a little bit of a quiz lined up. i'm going to ask you to name the bottom 12 teams in league 1 in order. okay, that's horrible. If you can. so first one, 12th place. <laughs> okay.
1: um 12th <laughs> is that not oxford?
0: it is oxford. Oxford okay. on 49 points. Do Towns still play this one at do. home? Um, Gillingham. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Gillingham next, <laughs> so I'm giving you that one. 14th place. 14th place no, after was, Gillingham. Like, classic.
1: 13th, Gillingham. Yeah, I'm going Gillingham. Yeah, that counts as me being right. I did uh, actually know that one. For, oh, right, whatever you no, said. I did, I did. Um, so 14th
0: place, please. That
1: was spectacularly.
0: The place ahead of Shrewsbury Town.
1: 14th, Plymouth.
0: Yes, Fifteenth is obviously Shrewsbury. Sixteenth,
1: it gets a bit—it's a bit tricky now.
0: This is when you've got a lot of honest. teams. I don't
1: on. care about what's below town. I only look up, you know, ultra positivity. Um, now let me in my head because I know the bottom sort of four.
0: They've lost the last two. This team,
1: yeah, Bristol Rovers.
0: Yes, seventeenth.
1: I forgot all about Bristol Rovers. To be honest, um. Now, seventeenth. I know we're getting near to Scunthorpe territory, but I'm not suggesting Scunthorpe. Obviously, they visit town soon. Oh man. Um, okay, twenty twenty-four. Sorry, listeners. I'm just doing a bit of working out here. Uh,
0: science Silence is great in the podcast. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm trying. You know, um, I'm not going to go Scunthorpe, but I'm having a a, a mind blank. If you want to throw me a clue,
0: they've lost their last three. Plus haven't Haven't three. won in their
1: last five. Wow. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh! Wait, can we skip them and go to? A-10? No, you can't skip. Oh.
0: No skipping.
1: Where have I gone this season? I can't even think of places to go in League One. It's not Southend.
0: No, is that a guess? No, that's, that's you know what that's your guess. No, no, no. Is it Southend? No, no, no. It's not Wickham. Oh. 18th, please. Akron Stanley. Yes, 19th.
1: I can't believe I forgot about Wickham. Anyway, so Akron Stanley, 19th.
0: Scunny. Yes. 20th. Southend. Yes. 21st. Warsaw. Yes. 22nd.
1: AFC Wimbledon.
0: Yes. 23rd. Rochdale. And 24th. Bradford. Not bad.
1: I... I've got to admit, Wickham and Akron, it wasn't until you said Wickham that I remembered Stanley because those two, you mentioned their form, have properly fell off a cliff. Those two were like top half until recently. So you you kind of, it's strange mentioning them in the mire, but yeah, forgot Wickham because they're obviously forgettable despite the fact they're at the Meadow. Just the other week.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, short memory, eh, Lewis? 11 out of 12? 11 out of 12, not bad, like, even though one. I gave you one. 10 out of 12. Um, right, deal or no deal, and we're not playing the quiz, uh, that's just the name of this segment. Uh, so, actually,
1: Steve Box and I, uh, Steve Box, my uh, sub on the sports desk, actually called
0: it Leave or Remain. Leave or Remain, we, went with we a political, political view. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I've avoided the Brexit chit chat and just gone straight in all Edmonds, to be yeah. honest deal or no deal. It's
1: better. I don't have any Brexit views, it's too confusing.
0: I have them, but I'm not going to I'm not going to air them on a podcast. Oh yeah, I mean
1: I do have some beliefs that I'm not going to put it out, but the whole, you know, yeah, less said about Brexit the but.
0: Personally, I'm I'm in the remain camp, but that's me. Oh. Um, okay, just air your views then. I said I wasn't going to, but I was like, you know what, by saying I'm not going to wear them, I I don't know. I don't know whether that worked in my favour or that or against them. So, well, it's um, now
1: out there for the world on Spotify. So
0: that's it. Everyone knows now. I will get absolute uh, <laughs> yeah, pelters okay. online. All right. But no, um, everyone's in top to their own view. Of course, as is as is, you know, democracy.
1: Quite. Anyway, deal or no deal.
0: Right. Yeah. Discuss the future of towns out of contract players. So yeah. this is working off an article which you ran earlier on this week or last week. Um, yep. there are a number of players all out of contracts, but how would you would you tie them down and how long for? Okay, so Matt Sadler is first up. Would you tie him down, Lewis? So, deal or no deal, Matt Sadler? <laughs> when
1: I did this piece, obviously it was an opinion piece that I kind of gave some thought to, and I sort of put will he be here next season as in what would the club do. Um, for Sadler I said no I don't think he will be he's out of the squad you know he's the longest serving player made the most games club captain fans favourite uh, but he's out of the side and he's not getting a look in he's about 4th choice centre half so will he be here next season I don't think so would I keep him at Shrewsbury Town yes I'd offer him something whatever capacity that is he wants to carry on playing I know that so I'd, I'd keep him on as a, but he wouldn't want to sign and not play if he's not part of the plans he he wouldn't want to re-sign but um yeah i'd i'd keep him i don't know you know i know he wants to coach one day but i don't think it's now he's 34 but i don't i wouldn't want to say you know i'd have him as player coach just to keep hold of him because i wouldn't want to you know tarnish him with that kind of don't want to hold him semi retirement talk um yeah i'd i'd keep him personally even if it's another year i'd, I'd like to think they could work something out but
0: so deal one year from Lewis Cox. Deal. Sean Worley, deal or no deal? Deal, deal. How long for? Two.
1: Two year deal. Two Sean's year. 31 now. Um, which is, you know, over 30. Should we say for footballing talk? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to put up politically. Um, yeah, but he's 31. it's No age. And it, as we've spoke about recently, as we spoke about in this, in this party, he's, flying and mm. you know I'd certainly I think there are a lot of, there are some town fans that fear for losing him a uh, bit chit chat about other clubs watching him and interested in him which uh, you know I believe there will be and there is but I also believe that you know he'd be quite happy to stay at a club he's been at I think he's in his fourth season there Sean Wally so it's into his fifth Yeah, you know, it's quite, a, quite a, a loyal committed spell and I think he's really well loved doing he likes the club loves the club so yeah, deal. Two, two years. Two
0: years deal. Uh, Anthony Grant?
1: Um, Interesting one. In my piece, I put no. As in, I don't think that he will be here next season. Yeah. Would I, I... I would keep him here because he's arguably been player of the season. Yeah. Certainly. I think certainly you'd say pre-Christmas. Sorry, he'd be player of the season. Him and, and Doherty. Um... He's he's had a dip in form. He he was back near his best at Southend, his former club. But for the last few weeks, he's been um, not as not as on it, not as sort of how how can we describe his sort of tormenting displays in the middle of the park, that kind of warrior displays in the middle of the park. Mm. Not been at the level they were, and you you, you thought and there's a lot of talk again whether his head had dropped. His head wasn't. You know where it was whether he'd been you know sidetracked or whatever you know I I think he's a committed player and you need you need Anthony Grant out there that's at the you know going for it gung-ho sort of 100 mile now because he adds so much to the team I I think when everyone's at it I think he's the one that brings so much certainly off the ball certainly his experience and know-how so I'd try and keep him if, if he could get another season out of him yeah I think he's 31 as well if you get another season out of him that they've had yes he's had an iffy month maybe but he's been superb up to them real fans favourite as well he's made a big impact with the supporters so I'd try and keep him personally I'd say deal for a year do I think he'll be here next season possibly probably not
0: James Bolton deal or no deal
1: yeah deal like Bolts two year deal big fan Um, solid dependable is he a right back or is he a centre half down to debate. He'd predominantly been a right back but I think he's got a future at centre half certainly in a back three um, adds a lot to the team been good in the back three recently albeit gone to right wing back which he's also fine at and played well the other day but slightly limited going forward not the mm-hmm. most attacking of full backs so you, you lose a bit there uh, so much to work on though you know already had two full seasons at town where he's played a lot of games Um it's consistent, You know, you get a lot of 7 out of 10s and he's a great defender first and foremost. You play him at centre-half and one of three, he's a good defender. Young age, fairly local. Um, would be a great player for Town in League 1 or 2, I feel. Whether he'd want to stay in League 1 if Town went down, I, d- I don't know, but yeah, I'd try and keep him. Deal, two years. Scott Goldborn,
0: deal or no deal?
1: <laughs> Next, this one in the paper I put, Maybe. Maybe Which shows you what the I think ultimate about this. fence sitting like, I, I, Honestly, I couldn't decide. I, okay, for me personally, no deal. But I couldn't decide what the club would would think. I think you know he's close to Ricketts, their former teammates from from Wolves days. Um, Goldborn did okay again on, on Saturday in Essex in the South End. He, he's improved recently. He got the assist for Luke Waterfall's second you know, his crucial goal, he's, in, he's improving, he's, he, he looks like he's getting fitter, Goldborn, because he didn't have a club mm. before Christmas, and then Town took him on as, as cover, I think, a bit of experience, and and Ricketts, you know, can't sort of sing his praises high enough for the experience he brings in, Ryan Haynes, he's not getting it, you know, he's not even in the 18, um, so Goldborn is very much the go-to man at the moment, he's, doing that, he's not dynamic, you know, he's, he's 13. I think he's 30 goal born. Um he feels he's got time left in his legs but he's not You know, he's not tearing up and down the left wing mm. he's steady um, I think you could make an argument to keep him as a squad player next season a bit of backup um, I think Ricketts might lean towards keeping him and offering him another year I think mm. just because he, he knows he can depend on him and he knows what he's about better than anyone mm. me personally I'd possibly err on the side of of letting him go tricky one though that yeah tricky right. One.
0: I'm going to have to get one word answers from you now because we've got we've got a limited time in the bubble okay, in yeah, our studio yeah, one word, so Luenel John Lewis deal or no deal well that
1: that would be no deal sadly for Lenny he's injured for a, you know, a year basically isn't he with that terrible injury so no deal that's like 22 words I know but uh, actually no deal is two words or so.
0: well, one phrase one okay. phrase okay okay. Reese Charles Cook deal or no deal no deal Doug Loft deal or no deal <laughs> no deal Ryan Sears <laughs> deal or no deal
1: yeah deal for Sears yeah
0: Shellis deal or no deal
1: no deal for most of the youngsters
0: what about Barnett
1: yeah deal for him impressed at Telford on loan highly rated
0: which means he's using McAteer on their way
1: so I believe so I, I personally feel
0: in 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 Lewis Cox's oh uh, if I was playing football manager
1: yeah I mean I like you know that sounds harsh because that's if I you know, I, I like all the guys. I'm just trying to think if I if I was a real-life manager or if I was in
0: Ricketts' shoes. Fair point, fair point. Right, Shrewsbury Town versus Scunthorpe this weekend. Let's finish up here. Um, 15th place, 19th, two points separating them. Important to build over the win on, over South End, I think. Yeah. Um, Scunny, however, lost four of the last five. Um, should be a game you target for three points, really. <sighs> yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, fortnight ago, Wickham at home sorry that wasn't a fortnight ago that was three weeks ago the Wickham one at home felt massive they were on a downward spiral you know and, and town got over the line eventually Portsmouth one bit of leeway because it's Portsmouth Southend was massive this is just as massive you mm-hmm. know we, we were saying how long were we were saying for that they've got to get the home wins because they can't do anything a, yeah. away obviously they've proved me wrong there but this is the of them left the winnable home game the, yeah they play Warsaw on the final day but they could be scrapping for their lives on the final day so, so could town um, they also play Oxford but Oxford have shown getting to 12th that they're decent whereas Scunny are totally out of sorts mm. their recent record is terrible they're managerless I hate to keep bringing him up into the potty but Paul has been linked in reports he gets to linked to every league one job nowadays. well he gets linked to every job of any club that are playing Shrewsbury mm. um, but yeah like I saw over the weekend I think in the Sun he was, he was mentioned with, with Scunthorpe um, i they're going to have a caretaker in and Town did the job against a similar side at South End last week. Scunthorpe will be low on confidence. Mm. You can bank on that and Town will be right up for this. I think it's worth mentioning the Meadow will be in good voice. Um, it'll be a good attendance. Safe standing is almost sold out. I think as of Tuesday morning there are 25 tickets left in safe standing because the club reduced them to £5. Just to get the, the safe standing end, the whole stadium really of a Town Persuasion bouncing and because specifically behind the goal with safe standing it, mm. it really like suck the ball in kind of thing create a real atmosphere I think it make a big difference against the team coming who are really low on confidence south end yeah they've got threats individual players um, Town lost there in the league this season 1-0 I think but Shrewsbury have beaten Skundorp, um at home in the FA Cup this term so they've yeah. already beat them at the Meadow just before Christmas just before Sam Ricketts came in yeah I'm quietly confident
0: Give me a prediction then. Go on, to finish up. Okay. 1-0. One, 1-0. Nil. One, nil. <laughs> That's
1: not... What do you want me to say? A give roll me, of
0: the eyes from Luke. Give me a 3-0 drubbing. In favour of Shrewsbury Town.
1: you sure you don't want to go up to 5? or?
0: No, I'm not that stupid. No, okay. <laughs>
1: 3 is a bit optimistic, I think. But I don't know if Town have won 3-0 in the league all season. I don't think they have. They've had a 3-1. But uh, no, I still think it's going to be a bit tight because it still tight and you know fans might have to work hard for it second half winner but town are better than Scunthorpe.
0: town are better town are gonna to win and three get 49 points 49
1: points almost there
0: almost there and they'll be safe in three weeks time i
1: can feel the uh finish line the you know the,
0: you can see it in the distance the,
1: the savior the safety mark the yeah the oasis of Sustaining League One football.
0: That's it. You, you're finding that 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 nice pool of fresh water in oh, the desert.
1: Yes, that nice pool of Accrington Stanley away.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. That just about does us, Lewis. Thanks, Luke. No problem. No problem. Um, fingers crossed, Shrewsbury Town can get a result. Yeah. But until then, good luck to the super, super Shrews. We will speak to you in two weeks' time.